Welcome to the Milt Talk Legacy Builders Podcast, a place where Milts can connect to one another to inspire, motivate, and collaborate to continue to build a strong and well-connected alumni association. I believe that Milton Hershey School rebranding is actually just getting started, and I want to be part of that journey. I think the best way to commemorate Milton and Catherine Hershey is to continue our own legacy that impacts the world as Milton Hershey so impacted us. I believe the level of extraordinary that each and every milk carries within them is deeply underestimated, and this podcast will help in the journey to show off what milts are really made of. I'm excited to get to know more milts, more insight to their upbringing, and what they're doing now to build their legacy and bring value to others, and what being a milt really means to them. Today I'm speaking with Alfonso Nathan, also known as Fonz the Therapist, class of 2005. Fonz is a licensed black male therapist, speaker, author, and mental health advocate. He's vice president of Brightside Counseling, LLC, and co-owner of Brightside Psychiatric Practice. Alfonso is a versatile background that has led to him specializing in helping individuals in a variety of areas such as depression, anxiety, anger management, life coaching, structural family therapy, autism spectrum-based disorders, and sports psychology. As a student of life, he continues to do his part in helping heal the traumatized society by working with organizations that align with his life's mission. Recently, Nathan has teamed up with Black Men Heal, an organization serving the tri-state area, and the Boris Henson Foundation, founded by Taraji P. Henson, to offer free mental health services to the underprivileged Black and Brown communities of America. As a motivational speaker, Alfonso is sought after to speak on topics relating to cultural appropriation in the workplace, black trauma and healing, investing in your mental health and black men and mental health throughout the United States. His book, Practice Success, Steps for Building and Maintaining a Successful Practice, Private Practice, is a guide for potential private practice owners to retain success in the mental health industry and is available on amazon.com. Fonz continues to break generational curses, as well as provide knowledge and mental health awareness to those who need it most. In the next five years, he hopes to reach more and more black and brown young men to break the stigma surrounding black men and mental health. Fonz's life motto, a quote by Pablo Picasso, the meaning of life is to find your gift, but the purpose of life is to give that gift away. Wow. Thank you so much, Fonz, for being on this podcast and being my guest. That is a phenomenal bio. I am 100% blown away and impressed by you. Thank you for, for all of that, all of this that you are doing for yeah. your community. It's, it's amazing. Wow. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yes. Just so, the beginning. Just the yes. beginning. It is just the beginning. Yes. This is not even the tip of the iceberg. You have so much more work to do and you're so young. You have yeah. so much yeah. more ahead of you. I'm so excited to see what else you're going to do and how many more people you're going to help already yeah. on social. My husband even says, and he, he doesn't even follow a lot of like Milt's but he was like, oh, you have an interview with that guy, Alfonso? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, I follow him. He's like, he's like, he's real good on Clubhouse. I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, so you are, <laughs> you are uh, totally reaching lots and lots of people. It is wow. very cool to watch. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. It's, it's definitely a blessing. Yeah, really absolutely. Absolutely. So how old were you when you got to MHS? 
Um, I got into MHS in the eighth grade. So I think I was about 12 years old when okay. I when I got to, to the mill. Okay. Yeah, and did yeah. you did you come from the Philly area? Is that where you lived before? Or where did where did you live? No, actually, actually, I was originally from Staten Island, New York. So okay. um, yeah, so um, what happened? I, I had family members that were already at the mill, and I was actually supposed to be at the mill like in kindergarten, but then um, yeah. just um, it just didn't work out. And then what was happening is, is my my um, area around me was just it's just it wasn't beneficial for. Mm-hmm. Um, my potential and I, I made that cognitive decision and to let my mom know like okay I'm, I'm ready to go to the to, to Mount Hershey school now and then um so yeah it was a big decision but um I, I you know I've always been ahead of the curve thinker and I was like listen I, I'm not I'm not growing in this area in this environment it was you know it was New York in the 90s you know and, and it just wasn't just it just wasn't beneficial for for what I had planned for myself. Wow, good for you. And at such a young age, that yeah. is absolutely very mature um, yeah. and intellectual at that age to be already thinking about your growth and what environment yeah. is going to be conducive to that or not. Wow, that's good. I know your parents had an amazing story immigrating into America from, was it Liberia? So you're yeah, the from- first generation here. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm I'm the first of everything. First to go yeah. to college, first to you know for have this type of success. And um, yeah, yeah, they um they emigrated from from Liberia, which was which was in the midst of a civil war. So um they they came over here in the in the 80s, and New York in the 80s was not uh the American dream that everybody talked about. No. But um but you know the the beauty of resiliency um. Is, was definitely shown around that time. So, so um, you know, it was good. What did your parents do for work when they got here? So my my dad he he did a lot of different odd jobs. So you know mm-hmm. what I mean. So he was a he was an intelligent individual, but um, still tried to find his his um footing. So um, yeah. he just did a di- different stuff from just custodial work to um, you know, working on like copy machines and stuff so yeah. he he's you know he was um he was a jack of all trades yeah yeah um, you know and my, my mom was always in the kind of the home health care field so she was always like a home health care you know personnel but the biggest thing that he always talked about was education um you know um so but my my um my mom and my dad did not stay together and then um then I stayed with my my stepfather and my and my and my mom and my stepfather mm-hmm. was he was um he was a, he was a, an entrepreneur. Okay. So he would he would he would do he would um he would take African arts from Liberia and things like that and he ship it over to to here in in the in the U.S. and then he'd um he'd sell that there and then send cars and stuff over to back to Liberia. So awesome. so he, you know so I, I kind of got a good understanding of you know entre- entrepreneurship you know from, yeah. from my stepfather yeah yeah very cool it's a common right. thing I think especially with immigrants you know who immigrate yeah. into a different country or here in America a lot of times it's the odd jobs and uh, yeah. like my mom same thing she got into home health care but like under the table so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was like kind of like the under the table nurse to a lot of other foreigners who who yeah. kind of had yeah. more money than we did yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's super common that that happens. It's like a lot of our moms and were were like nurses back in yeah, where we absolutely. were born, You know, absolutely. I know my mom was like the village nurse in Syria, so she just came <laughs> in, she couldn't get any certifications here. Um, she didn't yeah. really speak English, but she did a lot of that under the table. 
And yeah, and it, listen, it got it got us, it got food on the table, and it was able to, you know, to keep us in line, right? Yeah, that's right. So you got to Melvin Hershey. You were twelve. You made that cognitive decision, which is yeah. phenomenal. So I yeah. bet you were able to take advantage of pretty much everything Milton Hershey had to offer us. I I definitely tried. It was definitely a culture shock. You know, I came yeah. from you know came from you know the the inner city, and then going to a country. You know, like going to all this this grass and everything like that, and it was right. it was very it was, it was definitely different. It smelled like chocolate every morning. I'm like, what <laughs> is going on right now? So um so yes, yeah, so it, it it was it was initial it was initial culture shock because it's just it it was quiet. You know, at night it was um just it just wasn't it wasn't what it wasn't what I was used to. Yeah. So um but but after the the shock, you know, I definitely wanted to take advantage of as, as, as much, you know, opportunities as I could yeah. organize sports from just the clubs, from just, yeah. you know, just the people. Um, yeah. so, so I, I saw it at a young age on, on what I can be able to, um, you know, provide, you know, get a, you know, take advantage of with the yeah. opportunity. Yeah. Did you play sports? What, what sports did you play? Yeah. Did I play, I played football. Right? I played football. Okay. Yeah. I played football. I did wrestling. I did track. Okay. Um, but yeah, I was I was all conference for for um, for football um, and for, and for for wrestling. I was I was um I made it to dish. I was districts. Um, nice. And um, track track was just like a hangout. You know what I mean? Um, I, yeah. I I threw I threw yeah. javelin, but I was you know it was just more like a just a like a like an off season for me. Yeah. But it was totally. it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's funny. I did wrestling too. Uh, my brothers did wrestling. Yeah, they were they went to states and districts and they were like mm-hmm. phenomenal wrestlers. Um, nice. and I did it. I did it for a couple of years. Um, mm-hmm. And then I did javelin, too, which is so funny. Um, but <laughs> me, too. For me, it was just like, all right, I'll just do a sport to get out of the student home, you know, so yeah. whatever yeah. I do to get out. And I was not a runner or a jumper. <laughs> So it was throwing, you know, for me because yeah. that was they, a strong sport. They, they wanted me to run and jump. I was like, ah, I've been, I've, I'm, because coming from wrestling, like you, you work so hard. So I'm like, man, yeah. I'm just, I'm just chilling, you know. So uh, yeah. it was, it was, it was a fun time. It was fun. Yeah, that's awesome. So then yeah. after after Milton Hershey, you decided to go to college. Where did where did you go? Um, I went to Bloomsburg University for my undergraduate. Um, I was it was a great choice. I was able to play football there as well. Um, okay. So I was a collegiate athlete. Um, yeah. I was a two year starter, all conference. Um, it was it was a it was a really good experience there, um, nice. especially for for sports wise. Yeah, very nice. And then you Definitely. studied. What'd you study? Uh, my undergraduate was in psychology, um, okay. with a concentration of family, children, and youth. Nice. So um yeah, I initially I initially went there as a biology major, but it it just it just wasn't a good fit for me for just that that the the time frame and just you know just the the content. Yeah. And then um yeah. I switched over. I switched over a couple of times. I switched to to psychology, to marketing, anthropology, back to biology, back to psychology. <laughs> yeah. I was bouncing around, you know, just just trying to find my place, you know. Yeah, and which is totally normal. You're you're not absolutely. the first person to say that. You're like the third or fourth person to say. And funny, from biology to something else. Yeah, like yeah. So many yeah. people start with like biology and then they're like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds good. Like, you know, I'm going to be a biology major. And it, and the, the content wasn't hard. It just did not interest me. You know, yeah, and I'm, I'm yeah. a big believer. I have to find something that that I'm, I'm going to be motivated and wanting to do. And, and yeah. you know, uh, even though I bounced to, around the different degrees, you know, psychology always was that that degree that always stuck to, stuck to me because I, yeah. I just like understanding people. 
Yeah, you know? very nice. So when when you were in Milton Hershey, as you were graduating, did you already know that you wanted to get into therapy or did you not even know that at that point? At that point, no, I, I, I didn't. I didn't know that because um, I initially because there's so many different I had so many different interests. Yeah. So there were so many different avenues I could have went to. And like, so going, leaving Milton Hershey, you know, one, I was, I was ready to play football in college yeah. and then I was, I wanted to be a pediatrician. Yeah. So, so yeah. that, so um, that was like my, my, my goal. But then, you know, again, you know, life and experiences, you know, change your, your perspective. Yeah. So once I thought, once I got in a psychology class, um, cause you know, psychology, interest me in high school because um we had a um a high school teacher named Mr. Ebert who did a psychology course which was really interesting yeah. and then so so um I had that class as well in college and I'm like wow this is really starting to interest me and then what what happened was it it came one it came easy to me but also when I started looking it up um it was let allow me to it actually brought me back to Milton Hershey school because you know interventions do change lives and i and i'm i'm a product of of you know interventions changing my trajectory of life yeah. so uh, so i was like wow i can do i can be able to help people you know don't going doing this path yeah. um because i know it works so um, i was like might as well stick to it because it, it yeah. you know it just it was second nature to me like i like i like listening to people i like giving advice i was you know i'm always you know i'm always a good advice giver and uh, so I was like, oh, I can make money off of that too, you yeah. know? So, yeah, that's great. Yeah. And it's good that you made that relation that, you know, intervention Ooh. save lives and wow, I can, I can be the intervention that could potentially save someone's life, you know? Yeah. That yeah. is a great relation to, to be able to make. And yeah. Have, yeah. Yeah. What solidified it was I, I did an internship when I was in college to this drug and alcohol rehab center for like adolescents. Yeah. And, and the, it felt like, you know, it felt a little bit like the milk. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. like a lot of the kids were just, you know, misunderstood and I was able to just kind of like, you know, you know, talk with them and, mm -hmm. and really, and they, and they understood me and yeah. they saw that I didn't judge. And there were two interns in there and this one intern, she was, she was judging them like crazy. So every time they yeah. told them a story, she just had these, wow, you guys did this. And, and yeah. whenever they told me a story, I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. And I was able, and so, so what was happening is a lot of the kids were, kind of going towards me and away from that other intern and she was like why don't you why don't you guys want to talk to me she's like well they were like well because Afonso doesn't judge us like and yeah. and rather talk with him and it was and it was just so it just felt so easy to gravitate towards that yeah. and then and then the, the things I was saying they were really grasping onto that and and they were I'm hoping that it helped change their lives but you know while there they they really um you know, change their perspective on just a lot of things. So I was like, wow, my words can have this much power, mm. you know, to help change somebody's life. I was like, man, I got to continue to see what I can do with this. That's awesome. Especially yeah. at such a pivotal point, you know, in someone's life, those teenage years, you know, really? and, and trying to kick a habit like that, you know, that's a super yeah. pivotal point to be able to intervene right there with some relation to them or at least Absolutely. give them yeah. hope in some way and then some tools and you know like you said change their perspective changing your perspective on something can can do can make wonders happen Absolutely. You know? yeah mindset Absolutely. is everything so then you after after college uh did you did you decide to go straight into your master's or did you take some time 
So after college, um, it was it was a it was a gray area time for me because again I had many other different options as well. Mm -hmm. um, when I, I did I was doing music, so you know I wanted I wanted to be a big rap star, right? <laughs> so so I wanted to do that, but also I wanted to um, um, think about maybe doing some some things for like arena football and things like that. Um, so I had to make some decisions that way. And then, so, so, but like, I was really into music. So, yeah. so, um, I was like, okay, well, in order for me to, you know, fund this, this dream, mm. I, I got to make some money. And then, so, so I was like, well, let me use my degree. And then I, I just, I went ahead and found this, um, this job position called a therapeutic support staff, which yeah. is a TSF worker. And they were playing, they were paying like 15 an hour. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. And I didn't know what the, what the job description was. Yeah. It turns out that it was just, I was just like a one-on-one -on -one type of like, just like coach for the, for a couple, yeah. for a kid. Yeah. And, and it came second nature to me, which was easy. And then, um, yeah, and that was, that was my first, that was my first job outside of college while I was also trying to pursue a music career. Nice, nice. So you did that for a while, and then yes. how long did it take before you decided you wanted to go get another degree? So it it only it only took maybe like five months before I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I I was like, because I'm all, like I told you, I'm always ahead of the curve with thinking. So I'm like, mm -hmm. I need I need to continue to um, build myself up build my my salary because yeah. you know when, when with an undergraduate degree in psychology you're you're really limited so i'm like okay i need to be able to you know you know pursue a higher degree so i can be able to make more moves right. you know so um so so then i took uh i think I, I took pretty much a semester and then then i i went straight in for my my, my grad my grad degree um nice. in clinical and counseling psychology Nice. And, and while doing that, I was also, um, you know, I, I met a couple people, my mentor, my, my therapeutic mentor now, who, who's also my business partner, he, he was like, bro, what do you, what do you want to do, you know, after this? I'm like, well, you know, I want to, want to, want to, want to make money, but I want to help people. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he said, listen, this, this, I'm going to, I'll help you, you know, um, make the right moves to get to where you need to be. Yeah. And then, um, and he's like, but you know, what you can do as well is cause he's like, I'm, I'm going to be starting this private practice. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I was like, well, that's what I want to, that's what I want to do as well. So mm -hmm. I was like, how about this? Like I, I help you with marketing, you know, and I, we can always go back as to like my, my, my history of like, for like entrepreneurial work and marketing yeah. and stuff like that. I was like, yeah. I can help you with, with the marketing of this, yeah. you know what I mean? You know, you and you bring you bring me along we can and we can build this together you know Absolutely. what i mean so yeah so um so he, he started um bright side counseling nice. while and, and um while i was also in grad school i was able to you know i was actually able to start seeing clients at the age of you know starting a private practice at the age of 25 yeah which yeah. is which is which is really young for yes. for private practice work in this yeah. field people don't start private practice work until like like 40 or 50. Yeah. Uh, so I, so I, because I was able to start really early because, um, I was able to talk with, um, and have a good relationship with my, who, who's my, you know, my, my good friend now, yeah. uh, to be able to help build Brightside to where it's at. We started at one day a week, one person a week. Now we're, we're seeing, you know, you know, thousands of individuals, Brightside counseling, you know, grosses a million dollars a year now. 
Wow. Um, which, which, you know, and it's continue to grow. So we, we're, we're, I'm very happy and proud of the growth of it. Yes, absolutely. So when did you, what year did you guys start that, that company? So Brightside started in it, it, the LLC started in about 2010. Okay. And then the first client started in, in 2011. Um, right. And then from now, it's just, it's a weld oil machine now. Yeah. That very proud. Wow. Of. And then yeah. what made you, so you had Brightside Counseling and then you branched off and you started, um, is it with the same, with the same partner it's that still, you started? It's, it's, still with, it's still with the same partner. So Brightside Medical nice. is a psychiatric practice. So it's, okay. it's all med management. So awesome. we have. So we have two doctors on staff and we have four nurse practitioners oh, um, okay. and we do on um, and we have like some secretaries and stuff, but we do all med management for Brightside Medical Associates, okay. um, which, which is which is um, which we're very happy about how it, how it's going. We, we started that and now it's 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 taking off like like crazy right now. Yeah. Yeah. And that one, what is is therapeutic services the only thing that that company does or do they offer? Uh, other types of medical services. So, so for Brightside Medical, it's just all med, it's all medical management. Brightside Counseling, I'm I'm also a partner in in Brightside mm-hmm. Counseling. So I'm, what I'm is the medical vice management. So med management is is like you know um you you come in and and they if they need uh scripts if they need um mm-hmm. like you know Adderall they need you know Zoloft and things Got like it. that for psych- psychiatry. Got so, it. Okay. Um, that, that's the med that's the medication management piece. Got it. And for the counseling piece, which is on Brightside Counseling, which I'm which I'm a partner of as well, we do everything in counseling. So marriage and family, you know, um, you know, uh, individual, all, all, everything that's in a, in a mental health field, we're a one stop shop. That is great. And where is yeah. it located? It's located in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. Um, nice. But right now we're telehealth so we can see anybody throughout the U.S. Great. You know what I mean, so we, we you guys I, 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 yeah. Yeah, I have clients in LA, I have clients in Atlanta, I have clients, oh. you know, all, all over. Yes. You know, that's funny because a, a, the, I feel like as bad as the pandemic was, it helped so much in, you know, help allowing people to pivot the way that they do business and, and mm-hmm. provide their services. Um, and yeah. I think these virtual um, appointments or these virtual meetings is just yeah. so... I mean, we, we had been thinking about this years ago and then people were still uncomfortable with it, but then the pandemic like forced it. So yeah. now people are like, wow, we should have done this years ago because now they're so comfortable with it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The pandemic, you know, um, the pandemic I've, I've been, I did, I benefited off of, you yeah. know, off yeah. of just the, the circumstances because, yeah. you know, it allowed everybody to sit down, like who has always been moving around and things like that. It's a lot of people just to sit down and, and really think about their thoughts. And what yeah. happened was, is, you know, a lot of people realized they, you know, they need to need to talk with somebody. And, yeah. and um, this allowed, this gave time for people to seek out that mental health um, need that yeah. they that they were pushing off for such a long time, or maybe they did not they didn't know. Yeah. So, um, and and allowing for telehealth, it, it allowed people to feel comfortable to to be able to talk with somebody, um, and it provided more um, access for myself, and it provided more you know more, more time for me to to talk to as many people as possible. So the pandemic really um, it really blew up the the business where you know I'm you know we were getting about thirty new intake calls a day. 
That's great. Yeah. 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 That is really great. And do you guys accept um, most insurances or is yeah. it? Yeah. We accept, yeah. We accept all major insurances. Like the, the company itself accepts, you know, all the major insurances. I only accept two, two insurances just because that's just always been my MO. Um, yeah. with, with, a lot of times insurance companies, they just until now, um, they started respecting mental health. There was a concern right. in certain companies that they didn't respect uh, mental health enough to reimburse us enough. So I was like, well, if you're not reimbursing me enough with, with my, the talent I can, I, I can provide, yeah. you're not going to be, I'm not going to be part of you. So, yeah. so, um, so yeah, but, but the company itself accepts all the major insurances. Nice. And so, yeah. and each therapist can decide if they themselves will, will accept um, insurance. Well, each each therapist. Well, I'm I'm a different person because I'm I'm part. I'm one of the owners. So um, yeah, got so it. I, okay. I chose what I what I do and what I don't want to right. put. You know, um, for that for the the therapist, we we strongly encourage that they yeah. that they're in every insur insurance company. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Wow. Yeah. So um, while you were doing that, did you, did you continue to do anything in the music industry or is that kind of like a hobby for you now? Do you think you're going to, you're going to pursue something in there in the future or? No, I, I think that for, for music, um, that, that was a, that, that chapter was closed. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, I think that <clears throat> it, it played its part for a good portion of time. Um, and then there's always a crossroads where the thing that I, that I would rap about and it's not what I'm going to be giving advice for. So, yeah. so, um, so yeah, so I think, I think I'm helping a lot more people, um, doing, doing what I'm doing now, as opposed to, to music. So, yeah, you know, for sure. Absolutely. I would agree with that. Yeah. So Absolutely. during, during this time now that you've been in private practice, um, mm -hmm. you're also doing lots of public speaking I'm seeing. Yes. Yeah. And I, and I saw that you wrote a book, um, yeah. which is such a great, great, like just by the title, I already know, obviously what the book is going to be about, but what mm -hmm. a great thing to write about because so many therapists dream of owning a private practice and Absolutely. a lot of them, you know, that I've spoken to, um, think that it's like so hard to attain or yeah. Yeah. so far fetched, yeah. or you have to be certain so to be able to write a book to yeah. help them with that is very, very smart. Did you know that that yeah. was my demand? Well, yeah, well, the thing is, you know, in, in, in grad school or undergrad, they don't tell you about the business portion of private practice and about 90% of, you know, people with a psychology degree, they, their main goal is like, I wanna do a private practice, but it's like, right. okay, do you know about, you know, paying taxes? Do you know about, um, you know, your referral sources? Do you know about, you know, supply and demand? Like, so a lot of times, you know, they think that you graduate and then you're going to buy a nice comfy office and then you're going to sit there and clients are going to come and then you're going to be rich. And it and just doesn't, it doesn't work like that. Right. So I was, I was blessed enough to be able to, um, you know, have a mentor to, to help with the, with the mistakes um, that many many private practitioners um face and so i didn't i didn't have i didn't have to go through all those those uh those mistakes as much as as, as other people would so so yeah so it, it was it was just it was like listen we, we might as well you know let people know what they need to do you know um just have like a just a blueprint right which is which is good and i also help I also help people who um practitioners who are just starting up I, I do some consultation work with them on what they need to do to make sure that their private practice is growing 
So yeah. I've, you know, I've been doing that a lot as well. Good for you. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then I saw on your bio that you were doing some work with um, the Black Men Heal organization. Yeah. And yeah. then also yeah. the Boris uh, Henson Foundation. So mm -hmm. talk more about that because I love, I love the philanthropic work and, yeah. and that the mission, mm -hmm. you know, that these, that these companies, absolutely. you know, are, are headed towards. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, bo both of those um, organizations really helped me um, change my perspective on just how I help people. Um, there was a meme like that I looked at a while ago. It said, um, it said, Black people go to jail, white people go to therapy. Um, and, and it really took me by surprise when I read that as I looked on my caseload and I seen like 80% of people on my caseload did not look like me. Yeah. So I realized I was part of the problem. Wow. And so I was like, I have to change this. And I, I the the information that I'm that I that I have is so valuable. I got I gotta give this, you know, like like Pablo Picasso said, right? It said, you know. He said that the meaning of life is to find your gift, but the, but the purpose of life is to give that gift away. Yeah. So, um, so I, I had to, I found my purpose. So, so um, being part of black, you know, um, one with first with Black Men Heal, um, it, it was it was with uh, two. It was founded by two female therapists, um, Taz and Zakia, and they they were. And when I when I reached out to to Taz, um, this was this was after like um. They were doing things with the Breakfast Club with uh, Charlemagne and everything like that, and and um, reached out to her, and then we 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 were just talking for hours and hours, and because there 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 are very few black male therapists yeah, yeah. out there, yeah. so um so talking with her and and just her vision that she had for Black Men Heal, um and my 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 wife actually was like, listen, you've been talking about you trying to give back. This is a this is a perfect you know situation. So so shout out to my wife for for really you know pushing me for this as well. Um and so so when after I I, I talked with Taz, I, it was it was already a done deal. And and I started I said one helping them out not only with providing a free therapy for some of our black kings, but also helping just the organization um, wise on, you know, maybe some, on some moves on what we need to do moving forward. So, um, and just support. And then, and then we also have this thing called King's Corner, mm -hmm. which every, every Sunday they do a, just like a group for, for, mm -hmm. for men um, to be able to just, you know, just have a safe space. So it, it's, it's, it's a, that's a great organization. And I, I'm very, I'm very grateful to be part of that one. Yeah. And then for the Boris Henson Foundation, um, um, during the pandemic, um that's when it, it, it really was it got got big um taraji put out um um this opportunity to provide free therapy for for just black and brown um communities throughout the u.s um i was grateful enough to um to get reached out by them mm -hmm. and i had a really good relationship with them i still do i was just talking with them not too long ago i'm going to be doing a couple of things with them obviously i can't say right now um but um but yeah it's 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 it, they they provided they provide five free free sessions um for people for um um black and brown individuals in the community especially during the pandemic when people just didn't know what to do yeah so um i'm, I'm very happy i'm very happy to be happy to, to be part of both of those you know organizations yeah. yeah and you know that's so introspective for you to you know see a statistic like that or to see a meme like that you know, 
black men go to jail and white men go to therapy. And then for you to look at your own workload and say, uh -huh. wow, you know, yeah. I got to do that is very, very, that just gave me chills actually, as I was repeating it, very yeah. introspective and to, to pivot and say, this is now what I'm, I'm going to target. Absolutely. Phenomenal. And, and, you know, God works in ways where he shows you those things. And then once you see them and sees that you're ready for them, he then starts to bring in all, all this other stuff your way, you know, Absolutely. as he sees that you're, you're up for the challenge. That is, that is so awesome. Yeah. Speaking of challenge, um, during this time of entrepreneurship, what yeah. do you think has been your biggest challenge so far? Mm -hmm. Biggest challenge for entrepreneurship is, um, especially when you have a, a, a what I call it, an ADD mind, is that we, sometimes you you overdo it, you over you overextend yourself, and you make so many different ideas, and now you have to actually do these ideas. So, so um, you know, it's it's there there's there's gifts and curses, and all the whole idea of entrepreneurship, you know. For me, like I, no one, I have no boss, so no one could tell me what to do. But also, I have no boss, so no one could tell me what to do. So, like, so my if my motivation isn't there, or it it can mess with the business. Yes. Um. So, but but it's just I. This, what I love about it is just that there's there's really no there's really no like no boundaries. I can color outside the lines. Right. So um. So yeah, the hard, hard part is just you know when you're when you're not motivated, you know it, it can affect your business and. So that means you're, you're you're constantly working. You know, what I mean, every you know, even when you're off the schedule, yeah. I'm always thinking about the next move. Because mm -hmm. if not, then you get you get you get left behind. Yeah. You know, so there's a curve. You know, people who are ahead of the curve, that's the ones who are the innovators, the ones that who make the money. You know, um, that's the ones that that are moving forward. The people who are on the curve, they see that you know they're just maintaining, which is okay. Mm -hmm. Um, but the people that are behind the curve, they're the ones that, you know, that's the Nokia's and the blockbuster videos and, and mm -hmm. those individuals where you don't want to be. So, right. uh, so my biggest thing, I don't want to be behind the curve. Yeah. You know? And that, that helped me out, especially during the pandemic, when I saw things starting to close down and like, you know, you know, Feb, you know, beginning of March, I'm like, oh, snap, things about to start closing down. I got to start thinking ahead of the curve on what needs to happen for my my employees and my clients to can st still be able to be seen and my, you know, my employees to be able to be paid. So that's why, you know, when things were starting to like close down a little bit, you know, I, I was already on, you know, trying to figure out about telehealth and the, yeah. the most affordable one, the, the ones that's best for us and practicing that. So we were able to have an easy transit transition yeah. when everything closed down. Yeah. So, um, so none of my employees missed the paycheck, none of the clients missed the session and it just was just, just business as usual. Yeah. And that's, that's that mindset of have, being ahead of the curve. Absolutely. Yep. You know, entrepreneurship is one big, huge chess game and you are Absolutely. thinking the next six, seven, eight moves because mm -hmm. otherwise the other person is, you know, and if you have competitors, then they'll eat you for dinner if you take more yep. than a couple of days off at a time, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I know it. It very much is about and and things are moving so fast paced. The yeah. world is moving so fast paced now that you you really have to be on it. You really have absolutely. to be creative and you know constantly yeah. be thinking ahead. Yeah, that's yeah, I agree. Absolutely, it's very true. There is no sleep for the entrepreneur. No sleep, but I, I encourage self-care. So which you know, leads um, to my very next question, which is great. What 
what type of self-care do you do and how often? Um, self-care for me is important because I have to practice what I preach. You know what I mean? So it's working out, it's being healthy, you know, um, you know, eating healthy, watching sometimes some brain numbing TV, you know, once in a while, because, you know, I'm always using my brain, yeah. you know, doing that, you know, just being with my family, my family is my self-care, you know, um, my little baby girl watching her grow up, you know, being with my wife, you know, my son, you know, every, you know, everybody, um, you know, um, hang with my mom. You know, all those things, you know, that's important because quality, I'm a big believer of quality over quantity, you know, because I, I only have, I'm, I'm very particular with time. Yeah. So time for me is, is, it's not, it can't be wasted. So, so sometimes I, if I have a small amount of a window, I, I make sure I'm present and I'm being, I'm providing that quality time. So, so doing that, you know, that, that's my, those are my big self-care situations, you know? Yeah. You know, being present is so key. Just being yeah. present in everything that we do is such yeah. a key way of living, not yeah. just for our own selves, but for the people around us, you know, so that they get, you know, the very best of us. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. How do you think in this time of, of entrepreneurship, how do you think you've grown as an individual? Um, <clears throat> I, I grew, I, my, my goal is to grow every single day. I think everybody everybody should be growing every single day because there's new information that's being provided. So this time as a, as an entrepreneur, it just, it just solidified, you know, my, my vision of doing things, you know, on my own, you know what I mean? Because, you know, I, I don't want to hold, uh, I don't want anybody to hold my future in their hands. So, um, so this, this time in this era of entrepreneurship, it just, it just shows you that, you know, you, you can, if you have an idea, if you have a drive, there's no ceilings to stop you. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've seen it. I, I, I talk with so many people. I've, I've talked with people with high net worths of, you know, millions of dollars. And I talked to people who barely got two nickels to rub together and, you know, and just understanding the mindset of, of each of those individuals. It's, it's, it helps me as well. But, um, but yeah, I think, I think, uh, but entrepreneurship is not for everybody and that's okay. Yeah. You know, but you know, some people try it out and it doesn't work, and that's 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 fine. You know, it may not be for you for right now, or maybe you know, it may not be for you, you know, ever. But but for me, I've I've been, uh, you know, my first entrepreneurial gig was selling Pokemon ca- cards in the seventh grade. Yeah. You know, what I mean? yeah. And, and and you know, it's, and from there, I was like, oh, I, I like this. I can yeah. I can be able to, you know, make my own way. Right. And you know, you know, being you know son of an immigrant and you know we always talk about America being a the land of opportunity so I was like you know I might as well you know you know make this a an opportunity so which I which I've, I've proudly done so far and 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 it's just the beginning you yeah. know so um but my entrepreneurial ways allowed me to get a house get a you know a very very comfortable life where yeah. you know my family doesn't have to want for anything so yeah. so it feels like I'm doing something right I just gotta continue paying taxes that's one thing yeah I remember for for uh entrepreneurs Uncle Sam is yes. your business partner yes and deductions are our best friend absolutely oh, yes. deductions are your best friend everything's a write-off yes yes absolutely and and you know having having someone who is really good at their work as, you know, a CPA or as someone who's absolutely for you is it's yeah. really priceless. You know, absolutely. I'm, that, you know yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sur- I, I surround myself with a lot of professionals from, yes. I have a tax attorney who, who helps with, keeps me out of jail. Yes. Right. I got, 
Yeah. I got a I got a great publicist who who helps me yeah. with you know, with 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 all these marketing situations. You know, yeah. what I mean, I got I got admin staff who help me out, and I got a great business partner. So so have having individuals um around you to help you build this dream is, is so important. But yeah, that tax person, you know, my tax attorney does not play around. Yes. And, and I, it's been helping me so much. Yeah. And there's so much opportunity now, you know, for the business owner. So many, you've got PPP loans out there. You have absolutely yeah, so many different avenues that are all in our benefit right now. You know, yep. the pandemic did, yep. it was a very awful thing that happened, but from, from the darkness, sometimes there's a lot of light that can yeah. shine through. Um, so yeah, for yeah. That it, it just that it, the pandemic just showed, you know, you know, some people can deal with resiliency, and yeah. and some people and to maybe it not even be to the to their fault, you know. Yeah. What I mean, that, and that's okay, you know. Some people may not have, you know, felt adversity before as much mm -hmm. as they did, you know, during the pandemic. And some people was like, well, I'm back in survival mode. I see what I got to do. Absolutely. Um, and and I, I think that this was a big eye opener to let people know that, you know, not, nothing's promised tomorrow. Yeah. So, um, you know, and that, that should allow you to, to know the, the, the value of, of time and relationships because people mm -hmm. aren't promised tomorrow. Your job's not promised tomorrow. Your situation's not promised. So so that's why you take, you know, as much opportunities as, as possible to to focus on the here and the now and appreciate the here and the now. And not not wait until to do something tomorrow because yeah. tomorrow may not come or may not be in the same mindset as you plan. Yeah, and it's not guaranteed to us at, at absolutely. all. Yeah. Absolutely. So mm -hmm. I know that family is a, a big deal for you. It's a huge part absolutely. of health care. Um mm -hmm. and and just you being present for them. How do you think mm -hmm. entrepreneurship has affected your family life? Well, with the family life, um, I'm blessed to have a wonderful partner who understands me, who understands my drive and my ambition. And she has the same type of drive and ambition yeah. at certain times, you know, certain times she, cause she's a, she's a, she's a nurse. So, so the certain times she's working like doubles and, you know, I'm like, are you coming home yet? She's like, no, nah, like, I want to work this double sucks. I want to pay for this vacation. I'm like, all right, do you baby girl. Mm -hmm. And, and the same thing, even for, you know, she understands even with this interview, I'm, I'm like, I got, I got to do this. Um, got to do this interview. She's yeah. like, okay, no, no problem. Mm -hmm. So it's about one, having a, uh, a, a, a supportive partner. Um, and my kids are supportive too. My, my son, he, he, he knows like, you know, he's like, oh, is this your busy day? I'm like, yeah. Uh, but he's like, well, well tomorrow is your busy day? I'm like, nope, tomorrow's not even a busy day. We're, we're going to go hang out. We're going to go chill. Yeah. And let me know what you want to do. You want Chipotle? Let's go get some Chipotle. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so just, you know, it's, it's, you know, the, the whole family has to, has to, you know, be part of your entrepreneurial ways or else, you know, it, it, doesn't work as 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 well yeah. and i'm trying to still go i'm trying to still values for my kids to know that you know all right if you want to work a nine to five that that's that's fine that's okay but that's not the only way right you know what i mean and and if you want to do a nine to five just make sure you have a, a side hustle that you can have another stream of income yes so i don't think any of my kids are going to have nine to fives and and it's just you know that's just how that's just how they're built now you know my, yeah. my son's talking about before he was like you know I really like I really like Chipotle, but you told me that this it's not it's not a you can't franchise it. But I do like Dunkin' Donuts, mm -hmm. and and I know you can franchise Dunkin' Donuts. How can you get me a Dunkin' Donuts? How can we wow. get a Dunkin'? Donuts? Good for him. So 
Yeah, so he's looking at the bigger picture. He's not looking yeah. at, oh, I, I want a donut. He's like, no, I want to own the donut. I want to yeah. own the, per- the people to make the donuts. So that, so it makes me proud that he sees, you know, my my entrepreneurial ways because everything we look around, we look at opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah. So we we just have a we have a very business savvy family, which I'm that very proud is of. great, and that's such a blessing in itself. You yeah. know, I have a brother who who's extremely entrepreneurial minded. He was the first in our family outside of my dad to start a business. And, um, you know, he had a failed marriage from it because his, his yeah. wife just really couldn't understand the sacrifice and it is a sacrifice yeah. and it, it's hard to blame her because she wanted, she was a political science major and she was also an immigrant. Um, but she was very much same, like how we grew up, go to school, get a career, go to school, get a career, and then nothing else. Whereas like yeah. we were brought up seeing my dad own a tobacco shop and a gas station and then milk. Mm-hmm. So right away, my brother saw it this way. But exactly. the, yeah, the family life, it's a total team effort for absolutely to succeed. It, it definitely has to be a family team effort. And I love that they get to see that in you and, and, you know, it kind of oh, is yeah. already making an impact on them. I was talking to Anjanette and she said the same thing. She's like, my kids are helping me make the, the batter now. And they're seeing, they want to be part of the yeah. marketing. And it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I, I think I think it's so important, especially especially us, you know, as black and brown people to yeah. to know the value of where your your money, where your money can go and, and how to how to build your money, how to build that generational wealth. Everybody talks mm-hmm. about it, but this the actions of you know building that generational wealth is, yeah. you know, um it's it's so it's so important. And generational wealth doesn't it's not only just financial, it's knowledge too. You know, I mean, make, you know, having your kids know that if they really want to, if they really want to get something, okay, they just have to figure it out. Nothing's impossible. It's just not figured out yet. Okay. So you got to figure out the problem, what you want to do. Because if you look around you, everything's a business. If you look, if you look around you, everything, there, there's a company that made it, it's a company yeah. that exported it and a company that sold it. Yeah. So, so, you know, you can have a niche company, you know, if it's, if it's your interest. And, I, and the thing is like, I think what woke my eyes with this really, really well is because like, again, because of me doing therapy in a, in a very affluent area, yeah. I see, I see the, the families, uh, you know, who, who have like a, a, uh, a company that makes the moldings for Toyota. Or, you know what I mean? So like stuff like that, that I'm like, wow, these people's really, their net worth's like, you know, nine, $10 million. And because they make the moldings for, for that, you know, the, the dealerships or stuff like that. Like, so, so, you know, if you, you know, you got to look at it, there's, you know, there's a business and everything, but you just got to just, you have to have that drive that, that want, and just know that there's, you know, it's ups and downs for everything, you know, not everything's going to be up. You know, that you got to be okay with the downs and you got to be able to know how to push through the times where you're just like, man, I don't know if I want to do this sometimes. It's a couple of times I'm like, man, I might just sell this company. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and, but then the next day I'm like, nope, all right, I feel good yeah. now. Cause you know, you just, you go through it. You yeah. go through it sometimes. What do you do? So when you go through like those hard times, what do you do to help you get back into, nope, I got this. I can do it. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Well, I have, I have a very supportive wife. So, so she, she hears, so she hears, um, you know, here's my stuff. I'm yeah. um, doing that. And also I have my, my business partner. We, we complain to each other as well. I was like, we should just sell it all and just, just buy a boat and just, just, yeah. just, 
be like Bubba Gump shrimp. You know what I'm saying? But then, but then you, but then you realize, you know, that you look back at at the growth. You look back at you know the accomplishments, and and you re- you remember that it's been worse, and you remember that you got through it, mm-hmm. and it, it's constantly growing. We got I got to constantly remind myself because like a lot of times when you we forget that I know for myself I forget that you know the the position I'm in people would love to be in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so it's not, it's not that, you know, like my, my downtime is some people's high times, you yeah. know what I mean? So I have to remember that like, okay, you know, I'm, I may, you know, something may not, you know, have go, gone right. So maybe somebody quit or something like that now. Yes. Yeah, it's, so it's a hassle. I got to find somebody now, but I have that now I have that blessing and opportunity to be able to find somebody, you know, to give somebody else an opportunity to work. Yeah. And, you know, and it just, it's just, you just got it's for me it's a lot of self-reflection and self-talk mm-hmm. I talk to myself the most mm-hmm. you know what I mean because I'm the most influential person in my life we're all we're all the most influential person in our own lives so it's about what you say to yourself so yeah I talk to myself a lot and you know it's a lot more positive good 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 yeah so um there was one one question I had right there that I was going to oh that's what it was without vision I think it's so easy to quit if you, if you are not constantly, you know, have your eye on a target or what you completely see 100%, if you're not watching that, it's so easy to waver, you know, um, where do you see you guys in, in the next 10 years? Where do you, where do you see the company? Where do you see yourself? Do you see more public speaking? Do you think you're going to, you're going to establish more companies? Yeah. Um, 10 years, that's, 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 that's pretty far. And I think so much is going to happen. I mean, so much has happened in 10 years for me now. So I can only imagine what's going to happen to me for me in 10 years, 10 years from now. So hopefully 10 years from now, I'll be much more of a household name, you know, whether if it's having a show, whether it's having, you know, whether if it's another book, you know, a couple books where, you know, I'm, I I feel in 10 years, you know, a lot more people are going to know just me and my gifts that I have to give to this world. Um, business wise, you know, um, we're, work, you know, I'm working on trying to, to, um, I got in a couple of investors to, to, um, try to get a, a facility, a residential facility. So, you know, hopefully that, you know, in 10 years, it, that'll already be done and mm-hmm. taken care of. Maybe I have more than one, uh, huge facility doing that. Um, facility, what do you mean by that? Like a play, like a mental health facility where people. Yeah. Yeah. So like a, yeah, like a mental health hospital and a health residential um, opportunity. Um, I, I, I've been blessed to that people see the, see the opportunities and they're willing to pay a lot of money to, to help that, help that growth. So, so, so hopefully, you know, that can be one portion and, and, you know, I I have so many different, you know, um, you know, interest that it's not, it's just not only going to be in a mental health field, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm going to expand myself and my, you know, my expertise to just all different aspects. So mm-hmm. you know, in 10 years, you know, you, it's, it's going to be pretty hard to reach me in 10 years, yeah. but yeah. Um, I, I think that I see nothing but success. I see um, my, in 10 years, my, my daughter will be 13. So I'll, I'll probably be, you know, stressed. And yeah. that, that aspect, um, you'll need, uh, you'll need a, a particular type of therapy for that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm therapy. Therapy for yeah. So, yeah, so I, I, I see nothing but growth and happiness in 10 years, you know I mean? God willing, I'm still here, you know, and, and, 
I'm still doing what I'm doing. So nothing, nothing but nothing but just just constant growth. I see. Right. You know. Yeah, it's all about growth. You know, when we're not growing, that's when our happiness starts to kind of dwindle. I feel yeah. happiness is just that that feeling of constant progression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for 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 like, I look at success um, as leaving behind a legacy that you're proud of. Yeah, exactly. And and that's what I'm constantly trying to do is leave behind legacies that you know, whether it's kids, whether if it's if it's you know material, whether if it's just memories. Um, I think that's the big value. Yeah, that that's the big definition of success from just my studies, from just talking with people, just leaving behind that legacy that you're proud of. Yes. What advice do you think you'd give to your younger self? Um, I would say, which, which, which younger self? Yeah, which one? there are levels uh, to it. I would there's say definitely, there's definitely levels. it's pivotal. I think, I think teenage years are probably most, most, well, I don't know, because our belief in ourselves, I think, starts much younger than our teenagehood. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I would say multiple levels multiple levels yeah okay one one thing i would tell them to invest early in bitcoin and and cryptocurrency that's the that's the first thing um i also let them know that you know you know nothing's impossible it's just not figured out yet you know continue pushing you know all the naysayers um especially for like when I was when I was going to my get my degree in psychology so many people were like why are you doing that there's no money there yeah. Oh my goodness, you're gonna be so broke. I'm like, you guys don't know me. What do you mean I'm gonna be broke? I'm, I'm never gonna be broke. Stop playing. Yeah. And um, so so just you know, I'm just you know, tell I'm, I'll tell my younger self to continue to believe in yourself. You know what I mean? Um, you know, people are gonna be proud of you. People continue to be proud of you and and keep on pushing. You you know you know your vision. You know what you need to do. Um, and you know, because because everything that happened happened in the past, you know, that I went that I've gone through, I wouldn't change anything because yeah. I wouldn't be where I'm at right now without the goods and the bads. You know right. what I mean? So, so um, you know, just don't like I said, the only thing I'll tell them is invest in cryptocurrency early. Yeah. That, yeah. That do everything yeah. earlier. Someone else had said that, and I was like, oh, that's good. They said just do everything. Yeah earlier don't don't contemplate to yeah yeah absolutely absolutely just just do it yeah that's that's the thing like you know the thing that that separates because i talk like i said i talk with successful people and the really thing that separates the success and not successful and what is them actually doing it yeah you know we all have ideas we all have you know goals but then you know some people there's this thing called imposter syndrome they feel like you know that you know that that you know they don't belong in the rooms where 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 people should be at. Nah, you belong. You belong in that room. And and the thing is, if they don't allow you in that room, make your own room, make your own table. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, so like you have find out the materials and find yeah. out how to build it, make your own table. Did so Tyler, so Tyler Perry say that, and that's exactly yeah, absolutely. What he did. That is exactly what he did. He's, I'm, he's, I'm a big, he's yeah, he's a person I like to watch, and he's you know getting into um you know pastoring and and. Yeah a lot of development work. I've been watching him a lot more, you know, he's well beyond his time too. Wow. Absolutely. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, ceilings are just a figment of our imaginations. And, and like, like I said, I've, I've seen people, you know, have an idea and they, they, they had action Yeah. and the, the idea turned into reality and the reality turned into wealth. So, so, um, you know, just, just don't stop, you know, can just, just do it. 
you know, yeah. you know, you, you think about it and then find, and then actually do like even the little things, the, yeah. the small stuff, you yeah, know, exactly. It's those just put one foot in front of the other. That's all it is. One little there, in front there, of the yeah, there was a book I was um I was I was um listening to because I because my intentionally allows me to do audio books now. Yeah. So um, but he was he was telling me I think it was called a compound effect, but I can't remember. Um, he was telling me the importance of like doing the little things, right? He was saying like a pilot, if he started in Ella in California, right, and his destination is is Boston, right. All he has to do is just shift his controls down a couple inches. And then that changes destination and goes all the way to Florida. Yeah. Wow. And it's because it's, you know, the little things over time makes a huge difference. Wow. That's good. Yeah. Just one small shift in his altitude. And yeah. You're in a whole yeah. different destination. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. That's exactly. So true. It's, it's so true. You know, there's clues, there's clues in life, you yeah. know, that's crazy. So, so last question before I let mm -hmm. you go. What does mm -hmm. being a milk mean to you? What does a milk mean to me? Being I think there's, there's, yeah, there's so many layers to that, to that, um, to that word. Yeah. I think a milk means, um, you know, never, never ending bonds. I think it means uh, um, resiliency. Mm -hmm. I think it means that, you know, um, come, you know, come, you know, your, 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 your life has been changed. Mm -hmm. um, means that you know again you, success uh, I, I see you know the that word is uh, being a milt it's you know it's it, it's a it's it's a word that not too many people know or can understand you know yeah. what i mean so I, I think it's you know a close-knit society yeah <laughs> um yeah it's it's you know it's a blessing yeah absolutely. the unfortunate part some people sometimes people don't see that as a blessing yeah. but it's it it truly is it really you know? is Absolutely. I agree. I think in the end, we all see that at yeah. some point it's harder to see in the beginning. And then in the end, we're all like, wow, never would change. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, I, I wish I probably would even utilize those, utilize all those resources even more than I've Me done. Too. Yes. You know, I mean, it feels like sometimes it was wasted. Like, man, I was really in like a, one of the richest schools in the yes. world. And I'm, I'm yeah. complaining about like eating meatloaf or something. Yes, I don't know. yes. That's what I always said. I'm like, why didn't I take advantage of more? Yeah, yeah you know, but, yeah. Hindsight's, 20, hindsight's 2020 though, you know always. what I mean? But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to, I'm actually, you know, trying to give back as much as possible to the mill as well with just yeah. some, some mentorship and just, um, you know, things like that. Because I think uh, it's important for the younger notes yeah. to, to see the success of you know of individuals that you know that graduated not too long ago yeah i know? saw that you did a couple speaking events over there yeah absolutely absolutely and they, they loved they loved it there yeah and i got i, got, I have nephews and nieces there too so um yeah so which is which is good my, my nephew's about to graduate from from the mill so um which is which is good you know so so it's, it's good seeing it's good that you know that having them see like you know, it's good that I, I left with a with um, I left with a good note on a good note. Yeah, good example. Some people, exactly, and some people who were there when I was there, you know, they they tell good stories about yeah. me and stuff like that to my that nephews and nieces, great. which is which is which is great. You know, that's why I talk about you know success is leaving behind a legacy that you're proud yeah. of. So, so 
in all things that you do. That is absolutely right. Absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. You never know. You never know who's going to be who. And so yeah, my thing is always, you know, whenever, whenever someone says my name, I, I don't want, I want them to have a smile on their face and not, not, you know, just a, not, not a nasty look. Yeah, know? exactly. Or a bad memory. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That yeah. is so important. It really is. I mean, we don't want to care too much about what people think, but we always want to care that we've lived to serve. Yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. And, it, it, yeah. and the thing is, there's always, everyone's a bad uh, a villain in someone's story yeah. but you know what I mean but my you know just one making sure that's not my story that I'm a villain in but um yeah. and the people I care about but um I don't know I try to I try to be as genuine as possible and and if the people who don't have a good um you know any good words about me they just probably don't really didn't really know me right know? yeah exactly usually that's what it is a lot of it is just ignorance absolutely absolutely yeah. So before I let you go, I want you to shout out any websites, any um, um, social media handles, um, your book, if you want people to jump onto Amazon, whatever you want to shout out. I'm going to actually have your bio in the description and all your social media handles, but um, anything you want to shout out before we go would be awesome. Absolutely. First and foremost, I want to shout out my wonderful publicist, Tanika Hill and Illumina Group. Um, we're, we're gonna we're gonna be doing a lot of great things, um, especially this is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I'm gonna be really busy. Um, all the way, for, I want to shout out my wife first of all. You know, my wife uh, Narissa. She she's been she's my backbone. Um, she's she's the one that that always keeps it what you know keeps it real, keeps it what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, my kids, you know, Nova Lee and Nixon, you know, for being wonderful kids, allowing me to continue to push forward. Shout out Brightside Counseling for, for and all the things that they do. Um, um, the Boris Henson Foundation and and Black Men Heal. Um, you know, you can you can see me on Instagram at Fonz the Therapist. You can check me out on Clubhouse from time to time. I think my handle is Fonz Therapy, right? Um, just Google me, Google Fonzo Nathan, um, and there's going to be a lot. Um, lots going to be going on. You know. Um, any any um, therapists who are who are looking to increase their 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 wealth and increase their just knowledge in the the prior practice, you know, um, definitely look on Amazon for practice success um, steps for successful private practice, um, and just like you know, give a big shout out to the the Almighty, you know, God that's up there that's continuing to give me the strength and the ability to wake up and do what I do and do all the do all the amazing things, you know? Yes. Amen to all of that. So proud of you, Alfonso. You are doing such great things. I'm, I'm super excited to see what more you're going to do and how many more communities you're going to help and the impact you're going to have on people and the legacy that you are building. Very happy for you and your wife. Congratulations on everything. She sounds like a phenomenal woman. So yeah, I guess I'll keep her. I'll keep yeah, her. Yeah, keep her forever. No, she'll keep me. She'll keep me. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks so much. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Have a good one. You too.